Hey folks, welcome to Between the Lines. This is Pastor Peter LaRufa here. Um, man, I had my intro outro music all set up and ready to go. And then when I played it, it sounded horrible, like it was possessed or something terrible had happened to it. So unfortunately, I upload yet another episode without intro outro music, but uh, hopefully that's not the end of the world. You know, first world problems. Anyway, I wanted to take this opportunity to do a little bit of a recap for what the Lord did among us at uh, Grace Fellowship uh, Fort Thomas campus this uh, Sunday, the last day of September 2018. Um, it was a really great Sunday. We had 432 with us this Sunday. The Lord keeps blessing us with uh, just exponential growth uh, within our church body, and I'm not sure what to attribute it to and what's really going on, but it seems to be, it's not just a spike. It's not just a flesh in the pan. It keeps it keeps happening. We had uh, our all-time attendance high was last Sunday, which was 436. It was, I think it was 435 the week before. We're in this 425 to 440 range, um, particularly over the last four or five weeks. So uh, we'll see what the Lord has in store for us and uh, if the growth is sustainable and if it sticks. And just pray with me that we would uh, know how to navigate this and best handle uh, the people and best shepherd the flock that is among us, that the Lord seems to be bringing among us uh, at a pretty rapid pace. This morning during our time of praise and worship, our uh, our leader, Jesus Cantu, um, I think was really particularly sensitive to, um, uh, to the Lord's leading and to the Spirit moving among us as uh, we were singing a song, and of course the name of the song escapes me right now, but he referenced uh, some of the events of this past week, uh, mostly surrounding the uh, whole Brett Kavanaugh ordeal and the Supreme Court uh, nominee, as a Supreme Court nominee and all that drama that's been taking place and the, uh, the accusations and allegations and all that stuff that uh, if you've had any sort of media on at all, you've certainly heard something about. And his reference to it was really apolitical. Um, by that, I mean, it had nothing to do with who's right, who's wrong. He just said that his heart really went out to people who were hurting. And I really appreciated that and uh, so wish that we would think through the, that lens more often, that uh, regardless of where you stand on an issue, um, regardless of what you think or what you think you know, um, we can look at those involved and say, man, that's, that's really hard. People are hurting. Uh, every, there's so many people involved in this are hurting on both sides and it's just really sad. And, uh, he referenced, uh, the song that we were singing was taken out of Matthew, uh, 11. And, um, uh, I followed up with that, uh, by coming up and just reading from Matthew 11 verses 25 and following calling special attention to come to me, uh, verse 28, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest and was just really struck in that moment. Again, we hadn't we hadn't practiced this or said, hey, let's do this. Not, not at all. But in that moment, just struck with the certainty with which God speaks to us. I will give you rest. Um, you will find rest for your souls. Not he'll try. Not if you say the right words or line yourself up right. I will give you rest if you come to me. And just the inclusivity of verse 28, come to me all who labor, all who are heavy laden, um, for he is gentle and lowly in heart, and uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So it's amazing. After church, how many people came up to me and said how that part, that, that portion of the service really ministered to them and then shared something that was on their heart or something that was going on in their life at that time. Uh, somebody said there was a visitor in the church. They were so glad that that happened that day because of how it would have uh, struck this individual 
and uh, or how they hope they would have struck this individual. And I was just so blessed and so thankful to God for leading, really, first of all, for leading Jesus to be sensitive to his leading at the time, to uh, just to pause and to say whatever he said at the time. One of my favorite things about Jesus is how pastoral he is in his exhortations as he's leading us in singing. Um, he just always seems to say things that are really, really, they, they don't just go on and on. Sometimes pastors look at their worship guy and they're like, okay, you got to kind of wrap it up. Like you're, you're, you're killing me smalls. Jesus is always uh, very appropriate, seems to really be sensitive to the Lord's leading at the time. It's not about him. Uh, it's about what the Lord has laid on his heart. And I'm very grateful for that. And I just felt, yeah, I just felt that we worked really well together and the Lord really used that um, among us. Uh, so the uh, sermon we moved on to was on, uh, we're in this series called Upside Down Living, and we're looking at the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, the earliest parts of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. And um, it's been a really great series so far. I told my small group, when you're thinking of this term, upside down living, it brought me back to some of the time that I spent in Albania. Many of you know, I've been to Albania several times to minister with uh, Blair and Sue Alvidrez, who are our missionaries to Albania. And uh, their daughter's actually with us among us now. Fun fact, she goes to the Fort Thomas campus, so we're really excited to have Catherine with us. Anyway, um, in Albania, I remember the first time that I was ever in Albania, one of the things that I found the most amusing, one of the biggest cultural differences was how shaking your head from side to side. Now, you can't see me now, um, but I'm moving my head back and forth, left and right, as if I'm saying no. In Albania, that actually means yes. So let that sink in just for a minute, how much that'll jack you up, right? Like that which your whole life you've thought to mean no actually means yes. So I'm preaching to a crowd of people, and instead of them nodding back and forth in agreement, they're shaking their heads back and forth when they agree. That threw me through a loop. I remember there being a, a time we were at this hotel, and I would go down to this restaurant and bar area and uh, ask for a, a, a soda of some sort, and I was having trouble communicating what I wanted, and this guy held up what was the wrong soda, not what I wanted, and I would shake my head, and he opened it because I'm shaking my head no. He thinks I'm saying yes. That happened two or three times. That got old like kind of quickly, um, but... That's kind of like what we're looking at when we look at upside down living, right? Jesus is saying things that are absolutely mind-blowing and revolutionary as he starts to talk about his kingdom, what it means to be part of the kingdom of God. And as he kicks off this Sermon on the Mount, which will last two chapters in the Gospel of Matthew, he's saying things that literally put our value systems and what we're used to right on their heads. I remember teaching at youth camp many, many years ago, and Dave Warns was teaching, and he was talking about this as if we were flying upside down. It's a great analogy. And, you know, if you're flying in an airplane, uh, or if you've ever done so uh, uh, as a pilot in like a video game or something, you know that you pull the stick back, the airplane typically pitches up, you push it forward, the airplane typically pitches down. Well, if you're upside down, let's say you're flying inverted. Now, I don't know a lot about flying. I'm sure there's things I'm going to say wrong here. But just picture yourself for a moment flying in an inverted position. Now, when you pull the stick back, uh, the airplane is actually going towards the earth because the plane's inverted. I mean, it's that much of a mind shift, folks, as we look at what the Lord is saying to us in the Sermon on the Mount, as we look at what he's saying to us as he announces and proclaims these radically different values, these radically different ways of thinking, and just turns how we typically think right on its 
head. So that's what we've been looking at uh, for the past several weeks. And this past week, we looked at Matthew 5, verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And I won't go on and on about the sermon. It was a really great sermon. Pastor Brad really knocked it out of the park. You can listen to that at graceky.org forward slash sermons. And uh, I'll probably post a link to it in the podcast notes, but also brought up another verse, to my mind at least, about uh, mourning. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 7 says, it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Verse 4, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. So once again, showing us that there is a blessing that comes with mourning. Now, the mourning that's being spoken about in Ecclesiastes is, I believe, altogether different than what we hear about the Sermon on the Mount, but just brought to my mind to remember that that which seems so wrong, so hard, so difficult, so negative can really be used by God um, among us to bless us and to uh, cause us to see things uh, that we perhaps wouldn't see about ourselves and grow in our relationships and our walk with Him. This week, uh, just as a little bit of a preview, I'm going to be uploading some podcast episodes that will break down a sermon I preached back in May on baptism, hopefully breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces uh, to talk about the importance of baptism, what it is, what it isn't. Uh, During that sermon, if I remember correctly, I preached eight points of application uh, throughout the sermon, and uh, I hope to break those down. Maybe each episode will have one or two points as we work through that, Um, but I'd like to work through that, and hopefully the Lord will use that to help uh, you, listener, to decide if perhaps baptism is something that you should be doing right now as an act of obedience to the Lord as He calls us to publicly proclaim um, the great work that He has done in us in saving us, and uh, to do that through the ordinance of baptism. We have a baptism service coming up in November. We have a baptism class that's going to be starting uh, in just eight days from now on October 8th, and it'll be on October 8th and 15th at 6.30 p.m. at our church. So this is uh, an, an effort to help people decide, to help people think through, to help people navigate through this decision as to whether this is something they might think is for them if they're a believer and have not yet been baptized. So you can look forward to those coming up uh, sometime throughout this week. I hope to get at least one or two episodes posted, but who knows, maybe there'll be a little more. So in any event, I hope you have a great uh, rest of your Lord's Day and uh, look forward to seeing you next time on Between the Lines.